This podcast is brought to you by Infinite Resources, a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates in central Iowa companies. I'm your host, Abana Sankofa Imhotep, and welcome back to Black and Privileged in America podcast. Catch Black and Privileged in America podcast on SoundCloud and on our very own platform, AmplifiedDSM.com. And please follow us on our Facebook page. Today, we are celebrating the power and inspiration of gospel music, a genre that's touched the lives of millions around the world. I'm thrilled to be joined by three incredible guests who have deep, deep connections to gospel music. Our first guest is Sarah McIntosh, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader at Christ Bible Church in Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Second, our next guest, we have Jeray Lindsay, an all-around music man who leads the music ministry at Revival Center Church of God in Christ. Welcome, Jeray. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Last but not least... Kenneth Cameron, a minister, an assistant pastor, a minister of music at Revival Center Church of God in Christ, with a career spanning over 20 years and a lifelong advocate for the spiritual impact of gospel music. Kenneth, thank you for being here Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, so my bad for the, the, the beginning, but I just <laughs> want to jump right to it because it's I have three very um, notable guests, um, at least notable to me. I mean, full disclosure, we're all kind of related. kind of sort sort of all actually and all of the above so I consider the three of you to be musicologists you know people that study music and you love this stuff and you do this so can you tell us um what is it that you think makes gospel music so unique and so powerful I mean if you think about diving into the essence of gospel music you know, you've been doing this work for some time, whether it's been playing an instrument, singing, leading, directing choirs, leading worship, teaching songs, all of the things. What is it that makes gospel music in particular so unique and powerful? Anybody, jump right in. I'll start. Um, I think what makes gospel music so unique um, is the simple fact that it's like the only genre of music are one of very very few genres of music that when you take the instrumentations when you take um the uh the what do i want to call it we'll just go with that when you take the instruments and the sounds and the different ways that uh things that are used in it it's used in other genres of music mm-hmm. um you take gospel music you can find got hints of gospel in every genre of music you can think about. You're so right, because on the Fairway grocery store commercial, mm-hmm. I literally heard some church chords. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your yeah. meat bundle. Eh, eh. Like, what? Literally. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, from, from I mean, you think about uh, think about hip-hop music. Um, hip-hop and rap is the number one genre of music right now, has been for the last few years. Um, the most sampled person in uh, hip-hop is James Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. James Brown got everything that he got from the church, yeah. from gospel music, from his squeal to his dance yeah. to the chord progressions and everything else. So it's, it's you have blues. Blues is a really big genre of music, and that's straight from church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what I would say, in my opinion, is probably the most 
unique thing about gospel music is that you can find it in every other genre of music in some type of way, whether it's the Hammond organ or mm-hmm. oh, the mm-hmm. Hammond mm-hmm. organ. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jeray, along those lines, and then we'll get to Sarah and Kenneth about your thoughts on the uniqueness and, mm-hmm. and power of gospel music. But you mentioned intra- instrumentation. I know, as I said in the intro, you're an all-around music man. Can you talk a little bit about what what instruments you've mastered and what that means and looks like? Mastered? I don't know if I would say I've mastered any <laughs> to my standards. Um, but uh, I I started out playing drums. That was that was my first love musically, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess some would say I mastered that, um, and then after that I started playing uh, the keys. Yes. Um, Is that why they call you Jeray Keys? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where keys <laughs> comes from. Yes, yeah. keys with a Z. That's where that comes <laughs> from, um, and uh, more in particularly the organ. Um, there's a, a lot of people know the difference, but a keyboard is a, a one board of keys. Um, where an organ, you have two keyboards, one on top of each other, um, both on top of each other, and then you have bass pedals that you play with your feet. Um, I personally prefer that, and I have um, mastered that more than just keys because of um, just the different ways that it's involved in the church. A Hammond organ is probably the most vital instrument in the church, um, in my opinion, a lot of other people's opinions and so um just with the way that that's um involved in the church that's something that I've spent the most time on I think that I've done that and then I like to write a lot a lot of people don't know I write as much as I do um I like to write a lot um and I sing a little bit too so that's excellent Um, excellent as far as if I have to say what I've mastered I would say organ probably thank you and I know that um being a drummer first, that is an instrument that engages the whole body. Absolutely. So I can understand the transition from that to an organ because you're engaging yeah. the body as well. So, Sarah, Kenneth, what are your thoughts on the uniqueness and power of gospel music? I've, I've learned to uh, appreciate all music. You got a great radio voice. You better quit. <laughs> That's why you're a preacher. I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I've learned to appreciate it all. But I will tell you this. There is, in my opinion... There is no music that touches, that moves, that saturates your soul like gospel. At your weakest moment, at your most vulnerable moment, at your most, um, you know, when when the 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 most down you could ever be. I don't think there's any music that can uplift you like gospel. Now, we have R and B, we have all the others. R and B puts you in a mood; it gets you. You know, there's a feel to all music, but as far as touching the innermost being of your soul, there's nothing like gospel. That is so true. I mean, music does, I think that's the essence. Part of the essence Mm -hmm. is it sets an atmosphere, Mm -hmm. a tone in a room. Mm -hmm. It can shift Mm -hmm. the way people think about themselves Mm -hmm. and it can, music can be used for good or bad. And I think gospel music, as you said, has that unique ability to, um, reach people in ways that other genres don't. And even look at our history as uh, African-Americans, even if we go back to uh, 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 slavery, what we what were we in the fields doing? What were we? That was what was our encouragement. That was what made us go on another day, that inspired us, that uplifted us, you know. And it, I believe it's one of the things that brought us out. Interesting. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, what do you think? <laughs> um, interestingly, uh, you're right. Kenneth, to 
everything I was going <laughs> to So everybody's on one accord. Yes. I was going to talk about the organ. I was going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, the, the choir. Mm-hmm. The choir is a lost yeah, art. Yeah, yeah, talk about the choir. choir. Because let me tell you, people are on this praise team tip now. And I love the praise team. I love it. But you cannot... Mm. Throw away the choir. That's where all mm. of us got started. Yeah. Now, why do you feel that that is taking place? And this goes to my next question. So that's a great segue, talking about really the historical origins of gospel music, which Kenneth alluded to with mm-hmm. enslavement and even mm-hmm. prior to that. Mm-hmm. But then how it's evolved over time. So tell us about the 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 what a choir is for for some people who are out there who may not even know what a choir is. And then like, how did we get whittled down? To worship teams. That's good. Because a choir, uh, when I think about the choir, I think about everybody being involved. Mm-hmm. People who can't sing that mm-hmm. well. People who can mm-hmm. sing. Yeah. Who are, anybody can be involved in a choir. But nowadays, I think, at least where I'm from, Chicago, everybody wants to be paid. Absolutely. Oh. So this is where you have the praise team. This is where you have that praise team leader that's on staff. Mm. Right, right, okay, right. so you're talking about the economics of ministry. I'm talking about the economics of ministry and how it's a business. That's so true. When you go to some places. Mm-hmm. And so um, that takes away the essence of gospel music mm-hmm. sometimes to me mm-hmm. because you want a paycheck. You're not going to do it unless you're getting paid. Mm. So right after church, you're waiting for your paycheck. You mm-hmm. don't speak to anyone. Mm. Oh, the relationships are gone. The relationships mm. are gone. Wow. wow. That's, That's heavy. So you That's know so who's true. in wow. your church. Mm-hmm. Do you know who goes there? Or are you just there to sing and leave? Wow. So, um, I mean, honestly, I've heard that sentiment about musicians. But not so much singers. So mm. that's a very interesting angle is mm. thinking about the the voice the vocalists who are kind of entering into that economic space yep. mm-hmm. and and stuff like that it's like blowing my mind to really wrap my mind around it right hirelings now. the bible yeah. speaks of hirelings uh-huh. mm-hmm. you're not going to do this unless you get paid mm-hmm. so you using Jesus you using mm-hmm. Jesus to get a paycheck ooh yeah trying to pimp that gospel mm-hmm. yeah you're pimping the gospel yep and the choir was so she's so right about that and that's why you see all this that bring back the choir. That's my first love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. And I tell you what, she's so right. The choir was unifying. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you begin to get in the praise team and all this stuff, it is um, you lose that. Yeah. You know, and, and the choir brought many together. It was unifying. And I don't know, praise team, it, it could also almost be um, a form of division. Mm-hmm. I mean, hold on now. I hear you. I, mean, because, I hear y'all. Because, because <laughs> you took few and you placed them. It's not, I mean, and, and I and I get it. You picked out the best voices out of a larger group and said, here, you come here, you come here, and you come here, and you get a microphone. Yes. Exactly. Right. That's what's happening. <laughs> exactly. And you give them the microphone, it's hard to take it. There you Ooh, go. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. But ain't each of y'all had a microphone before? Yeah. Come on. Are y'all yes. currently involved in a worship yes. team? Right. And, I, yes. and and we're and we're not by no means are we are we not because I'm just trying to look out for our worship leaders. We're, 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 out not, here, okay? we're not. We're I'm not looking out that. for our worship leaders. <laughs> we're not doing that by no means because they, they they they've had a place too. But I've even you know and and even with us at Revival Center, we have not took that away. We we have the praise, but they're going to bring that choir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, if you're going to do anything, I say have them both. 
Okay, so yes. that's your that's your uh, yeah. happy medium. Yeah, but but in most cases, like she said, they've removed the choir completely. Yeah. That's that's true. They've removed it. And they put a background yes. over yeah. where the choir yep. is yes. supposed to be. So you mean a physical shield? A of physical. The, of the choir stand? LED. Mm-hmm. Is that yep. what they call That's it? What yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. With all the lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen some churches have the smoke machine going. Yeah, see, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. see yep. they, they've turned it into a whole intimate I no. But That's what is the fine line between di- setting the as we said, music sets an atmosphere, it sets a tone, it can right. shift people's uh inner selves, right? So what is the difference between that and embracing technology and keeping up with the times in order to entertainment. make entertainment? I think, I think oh. this is oh. this is <laughs> entertainment. Not to cut anyone off. What I would say, I think that because what you have to understand is Everything that everything that you do that you want someone to be a part of has to be appealing in some type of way, right? You know, so I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with production. I don't think there's necessarily no. anything wrong. I mean, that can be considered entertainment if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. I don't think there's anything wrong with production, but I think where the the where it kind of gets sticky is where you start to replace things that. Are, are meant to be spiritual, yes. yep. that are meant to be specifics in ministry, and you replace those yes. things with gimmicks. Uh, yes. Because you can have smoke and you can have lights, but is there an anointing? That's Uh-oh. it. Mm. That's you can it. have smoke and you can have lights, but is there something that people are getting from the things that are going forward? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think that I don't I don't think I try not to get too caught up on, you know, Smoking lights is not bad. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, bad. Because we got lights here. Right. <laughs> I mean, this isn't church, you know, but you I'm know, just saying I love our lights. Not, there's nothing, there's nothing you, wrong with it. <laughs> but are we keeping the, the foundational things mm-hmm. that are to be within music ministry? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Foundational things. Mm-hmm. And let's unpack what those foundational things are. Mm-hmm. The scripture. Mm-hmm. Definitely foundational. The scripture. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We've got to stick with the scripture and sing the scripture, mm. live the scripture. Mm. Spirit and, and in truth. I'm trying to tell you, in spirit, worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's lacking mm-hmm. because you've got dollar signs here. You're yep. looking at dollar Absolutely. signs instead yep. of looking at Jesus. Absolutely. So it, it's, it's, it's very important that Christ has to be your foundation. Christ is my firm foundation. Mm-hmm. That's it. The rock on which I stand. You know, when everything around is God, That's Christ. It. That is it. Yep. Okay. Wow. The, wow. Now, okay. I Okay. <laughs> that twisted me up a little bit. The song inserted into the middle of the commentary. Mm. So I'm going to skip like three questions. And in our closing few moments, I would like to know if y'all could just sing something. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's possible mm. to just like random Sing a song together, or if you each want to just minister in your own way individually, Kenneth, you can start, or Sarah, or Jarek. See, I, so I'm I'm the Kirk of the group. <laughs> You're the Kirk. The, 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 the pen, and you talked about that earlier. The pen is my gift. Oh, so writing. Yeah, man, Amen. man, and and we're and we're actually really going to be calling. On y'all for some things and look, I got a hammer in my basement. Mm. I, got a, I got a B three in he my. Does. I'm, try, I'm trying to be. Level. I'm trying to be like Kenneth, y'all. Because he, <laughs> look, he, so you I got a Hammond organ in, in the basement my, of in, your in, home. He does. In, in I my lower it. level, and it's the most beautiful thing you. And I tell y'all a story when we have a chance one of these days. But mm. 
not a scratch on it. It looks like it came right off the showroom floor. Wow. Mm. Beautiful. That's rare. So we got, man. Let me say this. Man. Because when we was at Trinity Temple yeah. Church of God in Christ coming up, we used to have to clean the church. Oh, yes. I remember that. And yeah. I remember, I don't know who shined the organ. He did. But yes. He and wouldn't and let and nobody else and do my, that. And I had never, ever in my life saw an organ that looks like his. And it still looks that mine. good. Mm. Except, <laughs> you was just I was just on it on Sunday. Yep, except for <laughs> that mine. That same organ is still at Trinity. Oh, yeah, there. absolutely. And it mm. looks brand yeah. new. Yeah. It, there's no other organ. All these Hammonds beat up. But... Mine looked just like his. Mm. Wow. Just I remember like that organ had, we we were all given our own bottles of lemon pledge. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and a rag. Yep. And you had to wipe the back of the seat around yep. the edges, the all arms that. of the seats, and everything would <laughs> got the lemon pledge, including the organ, but we would never get to polish right. the organ. Nope. Right. Never. Never. I want to go back, Kenneth, to your writing uh, of songs. I honestly didn't know that that was something that was so near and dear to you. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about your process? The the, And and a lot of people do struggle in the area, and, and all of us have writer's block at times, but when you have lived it, yeah. when you have experienced it, that makes the pen easy mm-hmm. at times. And when I tell you I have been through some storms, some tsunamis, some, I mean, where I literally thought I was going to lose my mind. I mean, some things, and we'll talk about that on another day, but that really enhanced my writing because it was like that was the, that was my go-to. That was the only thing i go to, and that was where I was understood through here. Yes, It understood me. I understood it, and so it, it, it was my refuge, and so writing became the go-to. Writing is therapeutic, y'all. Yeah, writing is therapeutic. It's I mean, where you're you talking can, to a writer. I yep, agree with that it, wholeheartedly. It's, it's, yeah. it's where you can pour. Writing is almost like journaling, mm. and and when I tell you when you have lived it, and oh my God, and 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 the thing that gets me the most, y'all, I'm getting excited to talk about the things that get, gets me the most is the final, the final project, the final when the writing is done and you put it all together, and the way that it's able to minister, y'all, right? I'm Absolutely. telling you, mm. it's nothing like it. So when you do write. Make sure it's, it, it, it is in spirit and in truth. And it's just not something that, oh, I think I'll talk. No, if it comes from here and the way it makes you feel, it's what it's going to make somebody else feel. Yes. What comes from the heart reaches yeah. the heart. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Thank you for yeah. that. Yes. Dre, how would you like to leave our listeners? Would you like to sing? Would you like to speak? <laughs> what what you going to do? <laughs> um, um, okay, uh, let's see. I'll sing a little piece. Um, it's actually a song that I wrote with um, my friend uh, Bishop Ron Woods that actually Sarah ministered um, on our project excellent look at this Uh, (laughs) well if you jump in then that's two in one yeah you can take you can take over I'll I'll do the first part you can do the second part (laughs) it'll come to her it's been so long (laughs) oh man okay I didn't got nervous I cannot express what you are to me. No words can express what you are to me. My everything is what you've been to me. A personal friend is what you've been to me. 
You're my hero, my protection in the storm. You're my confidant, the lifter of my hand. You are God, and you're my king. That's what you are to me. Wow, that was beautiful. Oh my goodness gracious. Do you Lord. remember that? Do you? That was a lot of that was <laughs> she don't remember look. That was thir- that was Not 13 years ago. 13 years yeah. ago. 13 years ago. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Oh Thank you, Dre. Wow. Wendy, Sarah. <laughs> yes. Okay, listen. Okay, Sarah, please, in your own way, anything that you would like to speak or sing. You don't have to sing. Please don't feel obligated. No, she of has course, to sing. That was, if, yeah. if I sang, she has to sing. Uh-oh. That was beautiful. like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, let's see. Um, you do remember that project, don't you? I do remember the project, and I love the song you right. wrote. Yeah, Kenneth yeah. was writing then. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the song... Um, that I was just seeing. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Oh, yeah. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense, and I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength because I built my life on Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. Wow. Yes. He won't fail. So one more thing. Yes, please. And um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just feeling I it. want to uh, share the gospel. Jesus is God who became a man. Um, John 1 and 1. Uh, the, in the beginning was the word. Logos, the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among them. Right? So he was killed. He he died the most horrible death ever um, just so that some would believe, right? He, know, he knew everybody wasn't going to believe. And then three days later, his body physically got up from the grave. He's the king, uppercase K, of lowercase K, kings. He's the lord of uppercase L, of lowercase L, lords. He is God. I pray that someone listening 
believes that. Mm. And if you do, you have everlasting life. Mm. Wow. Wow. Period. Mm. Mic drop. Mm. That that is it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your insights and your perspectives on beloved gospel music. It's truly been inspiring this conversation, and I appreciate each of you sharing your thoughts and pouring out your gifts and speaking to us from the Holy Bible. Mm. Um, it's just been beautiful. Mm. What a beautiful, beautiful time and moment. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Black and Privileged in America podcast. But before we go, I need book recommendations. I almost forgot. <laughs> I cannot forget that. Reposition okay. yourself. Reposition yourself, Kenneth. That's yours by? T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Awesome. Sarah, the Bible. Yes. By God. Inspired <laughs> by God. <laughs> Thank you. Jere. So mine is, I've been reading it for a little while. Um, it's called uh, 12 Rules life and antidote to chaos is by um professor jordan peterson mm, wonderful dr. dr jordan peterson dr jordan peterson we'll put all of this in our um show notes today again thank you all for joining us on this episode of black and privilege in america podcast presented by amplifydsm.com as we celebrated the timeless and uplifting gospel music check out our show notes from today's episode to follow sarah jeray and kenneth as well as get those book recommendations remember to subscribe share and keep the spirit of gospel music alive in your hearts uh thank you to our sponsor infinite resources thanks for listening until next time this podcast is brought to you by infinite resources a local staffing agency connecting diverse job candidates in central iowa companies 